Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Small Steps to Self-Love. I'm Shelby Lee, a mental health writer. Today, we have Nikki Gout with us. She is a former fashion model, entrepreneur, and mental health advocate. And reading through some of her bio and some of the things that she does, it seems like we have a lot in common. So I'm really excited for this conversation about just career paths and things like that, that um, really matter a lot to me. So I'm really excited to hear your perspective, but I'd love to just pass it over to you to tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. Hey, hi, Shelby. I'm so excited to be on your show. Again, I look up to you and this platform so much. I think you're incredible. I think this platform is incredible. So it's such an honor for me to be on your show. Um, So a little bit more about me. Um, My name is Nikki Gal, as you said. Um, I am a former model. I'm a digital artist and founder of my digital design company, Through Nikki. I'm a mental health advocate alongside my nonprofit platform, I'll Talk with Nikki Gal, um, which is a mental health advocacy platform I created for women to share their raw and unapologetic stories. Um, I also dabble in fashion design, photography, um, as well as visual branding and content consulting as well. So I'm keeping busy and um, I'm just living my best life. I love that. I also do a million and one things. So (laughs) I can relate to the busyness of that. So you're a former model. Can you talk a little bit about the decision to leave the modeling industry? Was this something that was like a dream job for you and it didn't work out? I'm really curious about that decision to leave that that role? Absolutely. I get this question a lot. Uh, it's like a million dollar question. <laughs> Everyone yeah. asks me, why didn't you stick with it? You know, why didn't you do more with it? Um, and people actually to this day, they still ask me, you know, why, why aren't you still doing it? You're still young, you know, and you know, but um, fun. I mean, it's kind of a funny story, kind of a crazy one. Um, so I started modeling when I was 15. And so that was like roughly 10 years ago. I'm 24 now. Um, but it was something I decided to pursue because again, I felt like it was something that was, you know, I was going to be good at. I felt it was going to open a lot of doors towards like my career. And, um, you know, my family always told me it was something that I was, you know, just kind of meant to happen for me. And it was just gonna, you know, something I had a passion for and something I had a talent. And so I felt like that was really, you know, my knack and my niche. Um, but after a while being in that industry, um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting situation because I, again, I feel like when you do something so much all at once, you can slowly become uninspired. And that was something that I felt a lot of, and I don't really like to use that word uninspired. I don't think anybody likes that word. It's not a good word. Um, and it's a very like upsetting word. So, you know, being uninspired. So, you know, in that industry, um, that, that was another reason why I, you know, that was really the main reason why I decided to leave. But another reason too, was I was so limited. I was so limited career wise. I couldn't really do much outside of the modeling industry because it was so, you know, mentally and, you know, physically time consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't really any other doors open um, outside of the industry. So I felt like I really had to, you know, put on the brakes and really navigate what I really wanted to do. Um, so ultimately, I feel like leaving was a hard decision, but it was definitely a necessary one. I definitely wouldn't be where I am today if, you know, I didn't leave. I'd probably be, you know, living in New York and, you know, still doing it and not really, you know, doing, having any opportunities of what I've done now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think limiting yourself as well. And I, that's what I did a lot within my own career. You know, when I was modeling, it was, it was the limit, the limit, the limit, the limit, you know, you can never limit yourself. You can never, you know, just categorize yourself as one thing or, or one career, you know, you have to keep your mind open and, and really understand that. So that's really what I did with my career. And that's, you know, why I left and I had a great career, you know, don't get me wrong. I had amazing opportunities. I'm an amazing people, but um, I had to move on for the better of my mental health and my well-being. Right. So for those listening who might be considering leaving their job or switching careers, how did you know when it was time and how did you kind of make that decision to leave? Were you scared? What was that feeling like? 
I was just tired of feeling tired of doing the same thing every day. And when you do the same thing every day and you do the same routine every day, um, again, it gets very tiresome. And, and again, you get very, I mean, really bored. Um, and that was kind of, you know, the thing that really hit me was was the bored and the fact that I couldn't really do anything else. I, I think too, feeling so limited. Um, and I feel like too, that could be with any job, you can feel limited, you know, say if you have another passion for something, you're not really making any time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of like what it was with me. I mean, I, you know, when I was young, um, I was an artist, you know, I love drawing and things like that. But unfortunately, when I was modeling, I totally neglected it and I never did it. Yes. So yeah, so I kind of had to give up one passion for another, but it was for, again, the sake of my well-being. But yeah, I, I wouldn't really say I was scared in that moment. I would say I was more so um, just really upset and and again, very limited. And I felt like I was just kind of in this box of just, you know, people telling me what to do and I wasn't really doing anything for myself. So again, I had to take a few steps back and really, you know, self-analyze and, and really dig into really that self-love aspect of really deciding what I wanted for myself. And um, again, deciding what I wanted for my future. Yeah. I love that. I was similar. And I think that it's so important yeah. and amazing that you recognized this early on because um, I was I was similar. I was a few years into my career and what I thought I wanted my career to be, but I always was writing and had published some books and knew that that's what right. I wanted to pursue full time. And so, yeah, making that decision to leave that and change careers and really pursue what I wanted to pursue because it's hard whenever you're so busy with your other job, you're feeling maybe uninspired or it's just taking a toll on your mental health. And then you don't have that energy to pursue the other things that you want to pursue. Right, It's a really tough spot to be in for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. And a lot of us don't know it either. A lot of us just think, you know, it's going to, something's going to happen or we're going to, you know, get somewhere, but yeah, you really have to trust your gut. I, I think that's my biggest you know, advice is just trust your gut and it will guide you in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think that's so important. How did that transition affect your mental health? Did you notice the benefits right away? Good question. Um, no, actually, I, I didn't really notice right away because I keep in mind I was so sad <laughs> when I left. Um, because that was what I wanted my whole life. You know, that was that was a huge dream of mine. And to just give it up on a whim um was was pretty difficult for me. Um, I mean, again, I, I just kind of left. I, I didn't really look back on it. I just closed that chapter immediately and I moved on. Um, and that was difficult to do. Again, when when you have that goal or that dream and you're finally living out that dream and you're finally living out that goal. And then you just have to leave it all behind. You kind of go into like the zone of, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? What's my next move? I invest all this time in this one thing, but what else am I going to do now? And, you know, you start to kind of worry yourself and worry, you know, really just everything just kind of comes crashing down all at once. Um, so I was more so in that zone for a while of kind of just, what do I do now? Because <laughs> um, I didn't really have anything to fall back on. And that mm-hmm. happened with a lot of models as well. There's there's other models that I know personally that they've had the same struggle of they invest their whole life in that career and then in that industry, but they don't have anything else waiting outside for them. Um, and that's more so what happened to me. I didn't really have anything else to fall back on. So yeah, mentally it was it was a lot because um, I had to really again take some time and really you know understand what my real passions were and kind of reinvent myself. Um, but I mean, as every woman, right? We all reinvent ourselves at one point or another. It's just part of being a woman. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, that's that's exactly what I did. I had to kind of take some time out, and it was a good year or so where I just was like, what the heck am I going to do? You know, um, but that was taking that needed time for my mental health and to really just heal from that and really just also heal, but also, you know, reinvent. I think healing and reinventing is great, but you have to have that good energy. You can't just do it. You know what I mean? You have to really manifest in it for it to really happen. Mm. 
Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Talk to me about that manifestation, how you practice that and how you've kind of seen it work for you. Yeah. Manifestation. Um, that's kind of a tricky thing. I feel like it's a double-edged sword. (laughs) Um, manifestation, it's it's a tricky process. I I feel like too, um, within that. And I, I think also hearing stories from my friends, you know, I think you have a goal that you really want to accomplish. Um, for example, you know, right when I left modeling, I knew that I wanted to become, you know, do something in the entrepreneurial world. I knew I wanted to do something. And I think along with manifestation is, is really risk-taking. And I really had to take a risk. You know, I had a dream of, of course, selling my own artwork someday. And uh, as, as we all know, you know, we always hear that term, you know, oh, the starving artist or artists, they're, they're, they're so talented, but they never get to sell their work. You know, they're always struggling their whole lives. But um, I kind of muted that out. And I said, you know what, I'm going to try to sell my artwork. If it fails, it fails. But I can at least say that I tried. I can at least say <laughs> that I tried, even if it falls flat on my face. Um so I took that risk as well, but that also, again, came with manifestation. Um, a lot of my friends were telling me, you know, back in that time zone, they said, you know, what's something you're really good at? What's something else that you want to pursue? And I said, oh, I want to do my art. And they said, well, write some stuff down, write some goals down and really just look at it every day and remind yourself what you want to do. If you want to become an artist, do it. If you want to, and that can be with anything, an ice skater or whatever, you know, whatever you want to do write it down and remind yourself every day so that you won't forget about it and you'll stay on track. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and I, you know, honestly just kept looking at that. Is that little, I had like a little notebook my, my grandma gave me and I kept looking at it. I said, okay, I'm going to sell my first art piece, you know, in, in, in 2019, I'm going to do that. And um, I did it again, out on a whim. I took that risk and um, that kind of led me to starting my own art company. And, and yeah, I did sell a lot of my artwork. So it kind of worked out for the best. But at that point, I had no idea what was on the other side of that. But that's right. that goes along with that manifestation that risk taking. Yeah. And it's hard to do, but it, it's possible. It's it's absolutely possible. You can never limit it. Right. I love that. I've definitely heard as a writer that same thing about like, good luck making yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> or whenever I tell someone I'm a yeah. writer, they're like, okay, but what else do you do? You know, yeah, like, good luck with that. Yeah. That. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's definitely something that we kind of have to battle with as a just a creative yeah. person. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. In every episode, I have like a small step that I give to my listeners um, on their like self love journey. And so you just made me think of one. To just yeah. write down a goal for today, like write, write down, down a goal <laughs> or something that you want to achieve. And then I don't know, like one risk that you can maybe take soon, yeah. like small yeah. risk, small baby step to get closer to a goal that you have. I think that's a really nice and, and good small step to take today or this yeah. week. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So this is a self love podcast. So I'm curious because I feel like we hear, in like the modeling industry, just like body image issues and insecurities and things like that. And I'm curious, has your self-love kind of changed or improved being out of the modeling space? Or was that not something that really affected you? Was your self-love better at that point? Ah, such a good question. It's so much better now. So much better. And a lot of people would probably think the opposite. They would probably say, oh, well, you're not in front of the cameras anymore. You don't look amazing anymore. Like, eh, like, don't you feel weird? You don't feel yourself? Um, and I actually have gotten that a lot. It's funny that you bring this up as well. Because when I, when I left, I actually got a lot of kind of backlash for that. People were like, well, what are you going to do now? You know, you don't have that spotlight anymore. You don't have that, you know, you're not signed with anybody anymore. You know, and, and a lot of models will go through that. Um, if, again, they have a transition period where they will, you know, end their career altogether, mm-hmm. like, 
just as like I did. Um, it's, it's so crazy as well, because I feel like it's better to, um, as far as self-love goes, um, you know, outside the industry or just in general, it's really, it really, really boils down to what you want for your life. Self-love and this is, this is pretty something, this is something I really, you know, had to really learn on my own. Um, it's not outer self-love is not outer at all. Um, it's very much internal. And I think that's something that a lot of us don't understand is we just think, oh yeah, if we look amazing or if we look like an Instagram picture or something like that or whatever, or the celebrity or that celebrity, we're going to be like the most confident person in the world. No, it's inner work. And when I was young, you know, 15 years old, when I first started modeling, I used to believe that I used to believe that, you know, if, if I look like one of the girls on the magazines, I would be the most confident girl in the world. And I wouldn't have a worry, a worry in the world. And I would be 100% at peace with myself. Um, that's not true. That That's not true. You know, when you reach that other side of things, it's, it's more so internally connecting with yourself. And that takes, I mean, as you know, it takes work. <laughs> it's not easy. It does not come overnight. It takes years. Um, and it never ends. You know, it's, you know, self-love is, is a journey, um, but it can also be a battle and that's okay. Um, no one's perfect. No one has everything we figured out. No one's this perfect individual. You know, we're not all the best versions of ourselves, um, but no one is. So it's, un- it's important to understand that, especially within the modeling industry, because a lot of people will, again, look at those pictures of those girls or whoever and say, oh, I want to look like that. That's my goal. That shouldn't be your goal as far as your self-love goals. That shouldn't be any goal. You know, your goal should really be focusing on yourself and, and working on yourself and working for, you know, what you want to do with your life. I mean, you only live once at the end of the day, you know, so you really have to manifest in that. So it's not so much about the outer, it's about the inner. And I know it's hard to say with everything going on on social media nowadays and everything doing, you know, everything going on. Um, but it's extremely important to, you know, just circle back to that because that's, that's reality. To me. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. I've definitely been there. And like, yeah. you know, if, I was, if I was prettier or if like what this thing about things different, I'd be so happy. Like, that's just not how it works. Right. We have to really focus yeah. on our internal happiness and appreciating ourselves for who we are and what we do have. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Those things. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. So, what are some ways that you practice self love on a regular basis? Do you have anything that you do in particular? Absolutely. I mean, you can probably relate to this uh, busy schedule. <laughs> it's like, right. oh God, it can attack you so much. <laughs> and oh gosh, it can be terrible at times. Um, uh, taking breaks, you know, taking those needed breaks. Uh, life isn't perfect. You're not a robot. You can't compete with technology. You can't compete with your phone. Stop trying. <laughs> take those yes. breaks, you know, take a bath, take a, take a walk with your dog or just go outside for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or however long you have. Um, you know, even like making your bed in the morning or doing a morning, you know, self-care, like, you know, skincare or something like that, you know, just, just take some time each day to relax. Um, you know, life moves fast, but life doesn't move that fast. You can find time for yourself. It's not non-existent. It's not non-present. Um, a lot of people say, well, I'm too busy. I can't do it. Yes, you can. <laughs> so, you know, anybody can. Um, you just have to manifest in it and you also have to prioritize it. And, you know, not everybody will, will do that, but it's, it's important because you don't want to, you don't want to burn out, you know, burning out is bad. It's not good for you. So, uh, you have to, you know, take those needed steps to really get yourself back in check and be healthy. Definitely. Definitely. I think that we always can say that we don't have time for it. There always, there's always something else that could be done, but it's remembering that we are our number one priority or we should be, you know, a top priority 
you know, of course we have kids and family to deal with, but like we are, we should be on the top of the list also. We should be up there. And so whenever we are running out of time for things, it's kind of a shift of reprioritizing what is important and we are so important too. Yeah. Don't neglect it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So I think whenever we were talking about this episode, kind of just the topic of like pushing through moments where you feel like you couldn't succeed or just like the power to control maybe your life or like what happens in your life. And so I wanted to ask you about that. Just like, what have you done in moments where you felt like maybe you would fail with your business or whatever it may be? And how did you push through that or overcome that? That's that's a good question as well. Um, well, I have a few answers for this. I, I feel like I'm number one, believing in yourself. Um, it's, you know, everyone hears that. (laughs) It's a common thing that people hear. Um, believe in yourself. I I think support, having a support system around you, my family is my biggest support system, my friends, um, and even my clients, they're my biggest support. Um, focusing on that, you know, I I think is, is huge and makes a huge difference in your life. I always say that, you know, support, 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 Mm -hmm. and not beating yourself up too much. Um, I think especially in the entrepreneurial world, we all want to be, you know, we all want to be at the top, but that also, you know, overlaps with beating each other up. And I don't really believe in that for, I remember the first time when I started my company, um, I, I didn't know what to, to do. <laughs> I was, I was a deer in headlights. <laughs> I, my company was ironically an accident. Um, I, I never thought I would ever do. I just kind of took off and I was like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna make money off of it. <laughs> You know, and it just kind of created a business overnight. Um, I had no plans in that at all. Um, I have a business background. I mean, I, again, I'm I'm a I'm a model. You know, I don't. <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, that's what I did before I, I did my entrepreneurial uh, life. That was the only background that I had as far as career professional wise. So, um, I know professional training and business at all. So, I kind of had to take that with a grain of salt and say, okay, well, I'm just going to navigate everything on my own. Um, but I never, you know, in the beginning, I beat myself up for it, but I never do that anymore because it didn't get me anywhere. I remember I wouldn't do this right, or I wouldn't do that right, or I wasn't, you know, doing this right, or, you know, I, pick, I would pick apart myself so much and I ended up nit- nitpicking my, my, really my craft and, and really who I was. And it was affecting me very negatively and it was affecting my performance um, as a business owner. So I had to kind of, you know, again, take a few steps back and really, you know, dig into my self awareness. And um, I had to understand that, you know, it's okay. I'm going to have days where I'm not going to have every answer, but that's okay because none of us do, you know, no, nobody has the answers. No it does. Um, so it was important for me to really, you know, channel in that. Um, but also too, not really having myself get defined by one situation. Um, you know, in business it's, oh, I mean, I, I can, oh gosh, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> you know? It's like a circus at times. There's so much going on all at once. So you can kind of get yes. caught up in it, but it's important to not let it define you. Um, just accept it, you know? So those are just some things that I've learned, but, you know, also to just staying true to who you are too. I mean, yeah, just being yourself. I think again, at the end of the day, that's just my life motto is just be yourself, you know, go out there, be yourself. People like you cool. People don't cool, you know, just be yourself, just, just do it, you know? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that advice. That's wonderful advice for really any moment in our lives, whether we're going through a moment where we feel like we can't succeed or whatever it is, yeah. being yourself, I think wins yeah. always. Totally. <laughs> love that. Okay. My last question for you, because I think vulnerability is so important. I know that's something that you do as well. Um, and I, you know, write a lot of vulnerable things. I share a lot of vulnerable things online. So I'm curious how vulnerability has helped you on your mental health journey or your self-love journey and kind of opening up about these sorts of things. 
Absolutely. Transparency is, is key. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to, you know, say everything, you know, and, and, you know, publicize everything out there, but I think it, it can be a blessing and a curse. I, I think if you're a more private person, I, I think it's more, uh, you know, you can get very scared of that and that's like a privacy situation. So of course you're going to set boundaries on it, but I think for me in my own personal life, vulnerability and really just being transparent with others has not only shown me another side of myself, but it has shown me that I can relate to others and others can relate to me. Mm. And that's that power that we can have. Um, for example, through my podcast, that podcast that I made, um, I, it's all about being raw and transparent and being vulnerable and sharing those vulnerable stories that not many people would want to talk about. Not many people would want to you know, really hear um, but it's that power of bringing people together. You know, I think again, especially nowadays, we're, we seem so close together on social media, but in the real life, we're so far apart. And it's sad, honestly, um, because there's times where, you know, I know for a fact for me, I mean, there's been days where I felt super alone. And I'm sure you have too. I mean, everyone has. We've all felt alone. We've all kind of been, you know, sitting there, kind of like, wow, you know, like, what, you know, what, what is this, you know? And you can't, you, you don't really know what's going on. But I think if you can relate to somebody that maybe has gone through something similar, not you know, identically, but similar to you, um, it, it all kind of, you know, goes away, and you can really feel like yourself again. And, and it's that fulfillment of, again, being able to relate to one another, but that also comes along with transparency and vulnerability. I think along with mental health, um, especially not many people are going to want to talk about their mental health problems because they're afraid or they're ashamed or they're, you know, whatever, they don't feel good about it. But, um, I, I think that also comes along with, you know, that stigma or what, what have you, whatever it is. But I think regardless of the stigmas and regardless of what anybody says about you or, or whatever, um, or anybody for matter for that fact, um, I, I think it really depends on, again, who you are and, and really, you know, understanding yourself through other people, you know, but again, that comes through, you know, <laughs> being a little bit transparent and, you know, being, being that way. But yeah, I mean, again, not everybody is, um, you know, I know a lot of people that, you know, I, I've asked my, my dear friend, for example, she, uh, I've known her for a number of years and I said, oh, you know, you know, do you want to, you know, go on the pod, go on the podcast and, and talk, you know? And she said to me, she said, no, I'm too scared. Cause I don't know what people are going to say. I don't know what they're going to feel. I'm scared. And, you know, I said, okay, I understand, you know, no worries. Um, so everyone's different, but if you can be vulnerable and you can be transparent, um, that's great because you might open some doors to someone that, you know, you might be able to relate to and you might feel better about yourself. Yes, definitely. Definitely. That's something that I experienced as well as I opened up more. And even if you're not, you know, necessarily like being vulnerable on the internet or on a podcast, being right. able to talk to someone close to you right. um, yeah. about what you're going through is also such an important skill and something that, you know, we just, we need support as humans. So I we think do. not bottling it up and being vulnerable with a friend or someone, you know, that you love, is really important too. So that's yeah, a good reminder. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Awesome. Well, that's all the questions I have. This was so wonderful <laughs> chatting with you. Um, where can our listeners find you? Absolutely. It's been amazing chatting with you as well. I've loved this conversation. Um, I very, very much appreciate you. Um, so you can find me at my main Instagram, which is property of NG. Um, and you can also contact me through uh, my website, c3nikki.com, um, as well as my podcast and nonprofit website, um, raw talk with nikkigal.com. So you can reach me through all those three platforms. Um, and yeah, you can just reach me out there. I will respond.
Awesome. I will put all the links in the description. And I'm about to be interviewed on Nikki's podcast as well, which will be out when this episode comes out. So I'll put the link to her podcast and our interview there. So hop over there if you want to hear my interview as well. It's going to be a good one. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited. So thank you so much for for being on the podcast. This was wonderful once again and and opening up. I really appreciate that. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a wonderful week filled with self-love and compassion and kindness. And I'll talk to you next week.